Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. Baseball's $3 billion loss. That's the lead story for this morning's Buzzcast. Today is Wednesday, October 21st. I'm Abe Madcore. Good morning. Hope everybody is doing well today. Last night, Game 1 of the World Series, Dodgers beat the Rays in front of 11,388, representing 28% capacity at Globe Life Field. That is the smallest World Series crowd since 1909. While it was the first neutral site World Series game, it was technically a home game for the Dodgers. They had the team produce graphics and videos throughout the night being shown on the screen. Vin Scully welcomed fans, and it was acknowledged throughout media to be a largely pro-Dodgers crowd. Tonight, Game 2 on Fox, 8 o'clock. Meanwhile, before the game, Commissioner Rob Manfred talked to the Associated Press and said that the 30 MLB teams combined for three billion dollars in operating losses due to the coronavirus pandemic, which caused all 898 regular season games to be played in empty ballparks with no fans. Meanwhile, he looked towards next year and said that he hopes to keep two of this year's innovations. Remember, they expanded the playoffs. He likes that. And they started extra inning games with runners on second base. He likes that. He said while both of those moves were largely met with unenthusiastic response, when people saw them and when fans experienced them, they became much more positive. So I read that as he wants to keep expanded playoffs, which I'm okay with, and he also wants to start extra inning games with runners on second base. Also looking ahead toward next year, Dodgers co-owner Todd Bowley said the baseball industry likely will not return to normal until at least 2022. And I keep hearing that. A lot of my conversations with sources, it's almost like 2021 is going to be another difficult year that we all can acknowledge, and now more and more people are looking to 22. Bowley spoke on a panel at the Milken Institute Global Conference and said the team was looking at 2022 to start to feel normal again while they continue to work through the coronavirus pandemic next year in 2021. Let's stay on baseball because Steve Cohen is one step closer to becoming owner of the Mets. MLB's ownership committee reportedly approved Cohen to be the team's next owner. He still has to be approved by an eight-owner executive committee, then the full ownership group. He will still need to be approved by an eight-owner executive committee, followed by the full ownership group, where Cohen will need 23 of 30 votes to approve his purchase of the Mets. Now, the full ownership group vote could occur as soon as the week following the end of the World Series. We talked last week on the Buzzcast about all the energy and all the investment in global soccer. Well, listen to this. Liverpool and Manchester United are reportedly in talks about a significant new plan involving Europe's biggest soccer clubs and forming a new FIFA-backed tournament that would really reimagine the sports landscape. A couple of outlets in Europe are reporting a $6 billion 
funding package to create what will become known as the European Premier League that would include more than a dozen teams from England, France, Germany, Italy, and Spain. The league could start as early as 2022. Now, FIFA is involved on the new format, which is a huge element to these discussions. It is expected to be comprised of up to 18 teams. Sources said the tournament, the European Premier League tournament, would effectively replace the Champions League. But that's going to be very, very difficult because there are so many other leagues involved in the Champions League. To replace Champions League is going to be a long putt. But again, this would be a blockbuster European Premier League event. Liverpool, Manchester United behind this, just as they were behind the plans to reshape English soccer in our discussions last week on the Buzzcast. And again, it gets into the major interests, a lot of financial interests, a lot of private equity interests in international soccer. Let's shift to two team names. First, the team name for the Washington football team. Team President Jason Wright told a Washington TV station yesterday that that name, the Washington football team, still might be the name going forward, even through next year. Now, remember, the team retired the name it used for 87 years on July 13th. The temporary name, Washington football team, was announced July 23rd. But Wright said it's likely going to be used into next year because of the amount of time it takes to change names, to change a brand, to change a uniform. So look for Washington football team to be the moniker through 21. Other team names in the news? Well, Natalie Portman was on NBC's The Tonight Show last night, and she made it official. The National Women's Soccer League Expansion Club in Los Angeles, which will begin play in 2022, now has an official name. Angel City FC. That was the tentative working title of the group, but now Angel City FC is the formal name. Natalie Portman is also a guest on our Game Changers conference on Tuesday. Hope you can join us for that. I recently interviewed her for that conference. She's in Australia filming the new Thor movie, and she was on The Tonight Show last night where she also outlined plans for the team's brand and colors and logo. In addition to formally unveiling the team name, Angel City FC also announced more than two dozen new investors across the sports and entertainment media and technology landscape. They include Billie Jean King, Alana Kloss, Lindsey Vaughn, and P.K. Subban, among many others. Now, Angel City's investor group totals more than 50 people, and this is a star-studded group of leaders across sports, media, entertainment, technology. It's quite a group, and again, adding the likes of Billie Jean King certainly make it stronger, and we talked a lot about ratings last week, about how ratings were soft. Well, let's give a hat tip when ratings are strong. Last week's SEC game, Alabama-Georgia, Saturday night, that averaged 9.61 million viewers. That's a season-best audience for college football compared to the same night last year, it was a higher rating than Georgia's win over Notre Dame. Again, last year, CBS's main game was that game. That averaged 9.29 million viewers in late September. This one, 9.61. So that is your morning buzzcast for a very busy Wednesday, October 21st. I'm Abe Madcore. Hope everybody has a great day, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, 
Great Parks expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.